0: That's B-O-D-I dot com.
1: Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. And we just watched New York, um, the part two of The Reunion. I think it picked up a little bit more from part one, but I, I figured out why I'm not loving The Reunion. Why is that? there's hardly any Sonia oh <laughs> you know like it's a lot of Ramona Bethany Lou we got a little bit of Tinsley this time but I mean there's really been very little Sonia other than the montage of her farting yeah well and even Dorinda I actually I actually really enjoyed part two I think it was probably because the ladies like do what they do best like they poke they really went at it it was comical at times. Like, let's just go right in. Yeah. Like Ramona, Ramona's being a like uh, her amnesia that she was all of a sudden blamed on all the lies that she had. I mean, well, more dementia is what she was. More try- dementia, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. what right. she was trying dementia. to blame it on. She was like, you know, I might feel young, but my brain isn't. I love that Bethany was like, oh my god, like you're going to try to use that as an excuse. Oh, and Andy, like really went in I, I he did not hold back I, ramona, and it was great to watch i love that he was like he's like so another lie she's like i didn't lie and he's like you're not going to admit that you lied like he was even like we have so much footage of you blatantly lying like you're still going to try to go with this story um i also think, and then blame it on the producers which was hilarious too they all kind of tried to do that this sh- like this go round not all of them but i guess r- maybe ramona more than anyone but um Andy really doesn't let them do that anymore. I think he's really careful to be like, don't blame it on production. You said it and it's out there. Yeah. And I think we all know as fans, like, especially as these women have been on this, on these shows like year over year over year. They, they play a little game with it, too. Like, they yeah. probably amplify a character that they're trying to play. So they're in just as much control as much as the producers are. So I don't think they should get any slack for um, them. I did love that because I, I mean, I honestly was looking forward to this through so many parts of the season because, you know, they show the clip of Ramona talking to her friend saying, do not invite, like, don't invite Sonia to my birthday party. And then she's telling Sonia, I, I'm not in charge of the guest list. And so there have been so many parts where I'm like, I can't wait till this gets brought up reunion, and, and she's confronted with all of her lies. And I thought that maybe she would try to own up to them. And the only one she owned up to was the one um, which was maybe the worst statement she said this season about, you know, Dennis can't be that smart. He's dead. Yeah, no, it was in the most Ramona fashion. She managed to like half ass apologize. She does a lot of shoulder shrugging. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't remember. I've dementia, you know, it's yeah. just really, it's funny, but it was awful. And I thought Bethany handled herself so well in that moment and just saying, you just need to be kind, which she couldn't believe that she was even saying about the dentist situation. Yeah. I mean, I think too, like probably more for Bethany. It's like his, he has had kids, you know, like he, like his family is going to hear this. And, um, I think Bethany's probably pretty strong and is used to some of the Ramona things, but. I mean, he has family members still grieving his loss. So hearing that probably is not helping their situation. Um, And it was just, it was a horrible thing to say. I mean, awful thing to say, like horrendous. And I do think Bethany had a point that Ramona and Bethany, I feel like are the prime definition of frenemies. Yeah. And I think it's more so on Ramona's side, the enemy part, but you know, they can have sweet moments like they did in um, upstate New York at the bar when they're bonding over their childhood and then they, you know, Ramona can throw digs and Bethany doesn't back down. They have a very interesting relationship. They do. I think at the core, Bethany wants to like Ramona because, I mean, even when like she's being like, you know, that Ramona's being kind of awful, like Bethany almost didn't invite her to Mexico a couple of years ago and then, you know, cut to they're in Mexico and they're both like chaplains hugging each other. And, yeah. you know, Ramona okay. saying how hard her divorce is. So it just, I think at the core, Bethany wants to like Ramona. Just Ramona says a lot of shitty things that makes it hard to like her. I almost think if they both weren't on TV, they would be friends. Yeah, that's true. They probably would. Um, So, I mean, really from there, though. So, I mean, the Ramona piece was amazing just because I think we all were waiting for Ramona to get caught up in all the lies. Uh, And from there, we kind of jump to Tensley and the whole Scott thing she never really answered how she has money. Like I get, she has family money, but I don't know if she has quite that much family money. Like I, honestly, I kind of felt bad for her because I don't know that it's anyone's business, but she's going on a show. I think when you go on reality TV, um, it, it's going to get brought up like the way you live yeah. your life. And if you don't have a job, I do think it's funny. And this is actually something we talked about with Anthony Lario, um, on a bonus episodes probably like months ago. Um, Tinsley truly is the only one who's not a real housewife. Yeah. So like she, I wonder if she you just... mean, I mean by she, definition with, like, yeah, like not I mean, having any kids? Yeah, she doesn't have any kids. She's, you know, some of the, you know, I mean, majority of them are divorced um, or widowed. Um, especially, in, I mean, even in any season uh, franchise. It's not just New York. But originally, you know, a lot of it was about these women who are married with kids. I mean, you're just kind of, like, the definition of a housewife. And this was the first time... Tinsley even said, "Okay, so I'm not a housewife. Is that is that what you guys are getting at? I'm not well, truly a housewife." Bethany started out that way, though. She did when she, she, but she when she was first cool. on. Well, that's true. So I think that's but the so difference. She did have kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I'm gonna have to agree to disagree with you. Yeah. I think they were a little hard on her, and I I understand the curiosity, but for her to have to explain and like go into details like that, I don't. I think it's a little uncalled for. Has she have any lawsuits like PK and Dorit do and all those things? Sure, she it's fair game. But I don't know. I just I I, don't. I think any t- on any season it's going to come up though. Like it came up when Gretchen was first starting the OC and was actually dating Jeff, who has since passed away. Um, but I think any time when it's like you don't have money from like your own companies or work and you're living a lavish lifestyle, it's going to be questioned where it's coming from. Sure. Um, I mean, it's interesting, though, as much shit as she's getting, because if you think about other um, shows on Bravo, like Southern Charm, which we'll dive into, like a Shep Rose, I feel like Shep and Tinsley are very similar, and no one ever grills Shep with really about his money, more so his work ethic. Yeah, well, I mean, Shep has even been pretty honest about it, though. Like, he kind of doesn't make any apologies, and he has said... Um, I have family money. It allowed me to make real estate investments and he has the bar and I, that he owns. Um, I mean, cause I think that's what, you know, when Craig first started, what he used to tell Craig is like, I'm sorry, you don't have the trust fund that all of us have. Um, so and I think that that's the thing with Tinsley. It's like, she's saying that she's not getting money from Scott. But she used to work for Dior. I don't think Dior is allowing her to live uh, sure. in the hotel. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I do think, um, I felt like for her, it got a little, they went a little too deep when it got to the dogs. And I get it's kind of ridiculous. And you could see, like, even Bethany was like, like you, she said to Ramona, like, I'm trying to be nice. Stop. Like, don't try to ache me on here because I know I'll say something mean. Uh, I felt, I just felt bad that everyone was making such a big deal about the the whole way she reacted to the dogs. Was it over the top? Yes. But I think that's what, to, like, I mean, she's kind of always over the top. She is, a, Tinsley's a weird cast member in the sense that she's, like, very emotional, but, like, she's... She says she said it on the couch. She's like, "Okay, I cried my eyes out. What else do you guys want from me? What do you need to know?" Yeah. She she does that, but then also like you don't have any backstory leading up to it. She's like goes from 0 to 100, I feel like with her emotions. Yeah. And no one knows the in between. No one knows that she is struggling with her breakup with Scott or that her, you know, her the dog's case, that's a completely different scenario, but no one really knows the in between and she's kind of I feel like the only time she's really been open and I guess open in the in a way that is semi acceptable to the other ladies was when she first joined on her first season when she talked about her arrest like she laid that out there and was like open and how much of a struggle and since that she's really like closed up a lot and I don't know if it's a result of just being on tv or what and I wonder if some of it's the relationship I think like Scott in the beginning didn't mind being on camera kind of i mean i guess it was really just like the first the first date and then when they got back together was it last season or two seasons ago um yeah and he showed up but um i think she became more private when dating him because i think he wanted that piece to be private i don't you know he didn't sign up to be on a reality show i think that's the one thing when some of these people fall in love with um powerful successful people who i mean i can see why you don't want your business being aired um ever since then I think it's made her private but now it's like she's gotten into this like I think like comfort phase where she feels like she doesn't have to share everything and now with him gone she kind of has to go back to sharing it all again yeah very 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 true very true um but yeah I mean I feel like other than that the last I would say god maybe even like 25 minutes was focused on Luann different pieces Luann and a little bit of the cabaret with the ladies, mostly Luann and her sobriety. Um, what, I mean, what is your take on Luann in general? Cause I know last week you, you thought she was pretty sympathetic and it was genuine. Yes. <laughs> so are you still, I have been feeling we're going to yeah just be I on, opposite. on a lot of people on this one. So I mean, um, what do you think of how, like just her overall behavior this week? Here's the thing. I give Luann a lot of props for even showing up. Maybe, yes, she needs the paycheck, but at least she showed up and was willing to talk, like, just talk about it. Yeah. Like, I gave her a lot of props for that. Like, talking about how she slipped up, talking about how she has that have to have that breathalyzer three times a day, talking about how she thought, like, maybe in her mind mentally that she didn't think that she would get Mess up if she had her breathalyzers doing it so many hours apart, yeah. talking about how she's seeing a therapist. I give her, I mean, whether or not Luann is not the warmest human being and she's not necessarily my favorite, but I do give her credit for just showing up and I feel like she handled the questions well. Like she didn't get defensive. She didn't like storm off. Like she just, yeah. she addressed it. And I, I give her credit for I that. Think, like you said, just showing up. I think, I mean, yes, she needs. So as we've learned from uh, Camille Grammer, if you do not <laughs> show up to the reunion, you do not get paid for that season. Like that is like, it is part of the contract. You can't just not go to the reunion. And I'm sure the, the only reason why that's in there is because for some of these women, it's probably a little hard to face the music at the reunion, and Luanne's one of them that I'm sure if that wasn't in there, she probably would have tried to get out of it. Um, so I do give her props to going to it. I think um, I think Luann's still in a little bit of denial that she truly is an alcoholic. Um, and Andy asked her the question, and she didn't really fully answer it. Um, so I think she's still coming to terms with it. And I also think she has maybe has blocked out a little bit of, of how bad she was at that point when they took, brought her and like, basically forced her to go to rehab. Because I always thought it was odd that she's like calling all these people for money to buy a house. And she said that she wasn't really necessarily drunk at like when she was doing it. Um, and that didn't add up. And I when the I think it was a viewer who actually like, you know, that was their question, like it seemed kind of manic. It like after hearing that, like there are pieces when we've heard different like sides to her story that I do think there's probably a little bit more and I'm not a doctor, but there's some mental health that needs to be and not necessarily a like, address. and maybe not even. I don't necessarily think she's manic. I just think she's definitely had a lot of like mood swings. Um, yeah, and so no, I agree with you. I think maybe there's that's part of it too. Like I wonder if she's coming to terms with the fact that maybe it's not so much alcoholism for her, it's just severe depression, and alcohol was her self medication, like she said. Um yeah. and that's why she's a little bit still in denial that she truly is an alcoholic. Yeah, no, I think that's a. I I agree with everything you said. Like I said, like I I give her props, and yeah. knowing that she went showed up to court, like what was it, like a couple weeks after they recorded yeah. the reunion. So I think unlike LVP, which we'll go into, um, we're actually gonna have a bonus episode side note on Beverly Hills with a special guest this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. But unlike LVP, I give her credit for showing up. I you know, and it takes a lot of guts because I think she needs that the ladies we're going to come, not necessarily come after her. Um, but I will say there's something about these women and maybe they're not all necessarily friends, but I do feel like there is a sense of like, I don't want to say like, I mean, I guess it is respect for one another. I mean, I don't think Bethany and Luann are best friends, but the fact that Bethany knew Luann was going through a hard time. Like she said, she basically like, she came over there. She was getting her into rehab. Um, I don't know if any any other cities, if they're not truly friends, you would see that happen. Like I couldn't see like, I doubt Megan King Edmonds would have called Vicky Gumpelson to come help her during like, you know, oh, no. when the details of um Jim Edmonds cheating on her came out. You know, like mm. but in New York, there's just something special about these ladies. And I think this is why their franchise is one of the best. It's just like there really is like a At the end of the day, they care for each other and they respect one another. And clearly, like off camera, they're still communicating. Most definitely. And Kelly Dodd recently said she was um, Kelly Dodd from The OC is BFFs with Ramona, and she was just in the Hamptons. Oh yeah. And someone asked her, like, commented on Instagram or said something like, "Would you ever join like the New York cast or something?" That will never truly happen, but something along those lines. And Kelly was like, "They're amazing. They're actually real friends in real life." Like. So I think there's something to that. Yeah. Whether or not they're all like super close, but I think they are like friendly and some are closer than others. And you see that throughout the show. So I, I, that's very, very true. Speaking of real friends, I think one thing that I'm learning is all of the people of Southern charm truly really do. I mean, I know Charleston is not like this, like booming metropolis, like New York with millions of people, but I didn't realize how interconnected all of them were. Um I mean, all of them, truly know each other which we found out a little bit more this week I thought that Cameron simply invited Madison because production probably told her to sure but she said she's known Madison for 10 years yeah no I was a little surprised by that too and I was actually Madison goes into this later I was also surprised that Austin is her third boyfriend yeah um I would like to know uh, another reason why we're on the Madison campaign. Uh, we will be her. What's like rush trip. What am I trying to say? Like her campaign managers or something. I need the I mean, we, we need to get her full time. We'll I mean, we need to get her full time. I would it. love to learn more about her much more than Eliza. Um. Yeah, I know. Well, but even with Eliza, like Cameron said, she grew up knowing her family. There are pictures of Eliza and her mother at Cameron's baby showers. And then Cameron... Or Chelsea, no, I think it's Chelsea, went to high school with Don, who is Eliza's boyfriend. So I'm like, these people are all connected and all I know each other. Interconnected. Um, What is your thought about Shep building? uh, So, my biggest thing with him is the fact that he's so arrogant and full of himself that he can't even stop and listen to Cameron telling him it is not a good idea to build right now in Charleston. because of the amount of money you have to put into it, given like, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to build on basically an Island, you know, I mean, Charleston is like surrounded by water and um, I just love that He like, wasn't even listening to her. You know, she came out and she's like, you're going to need this. You're going to need that. Are you like, do you know what flood zone you're in and all this stuff? And it's like, he's like, Oh, not mansplaining, but just like, what's, there needs to be a word for just like not listening to a woman, giving you advice. Cause you assume you know better. Um, mm-hmm. and like, that's the part that annoys me the most about him. I don't even care. It's just that he has so much money. He's going to piss it away on a property. It's just the fact that he's not even going to stop and be like, okay, so maybe I shouldn't build. I should just like buy a million dollar property instead of build one. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I just, I mean, Shep to me is just, and we just talked about it, about him and Tinsley, but to me, he's just like a rich kid with a trust fund. He totally, yeah, he totally playing is. with his money and not you know, using the people in his life wisely. Like if Cam and him are such good friends, you would think he would listen to her. Yeah. Best. Um, th- the other thing too, though. So I feel like my view of Chef has changed more just from watching him this season. I think I'm becoming a little bit more aware um, of the fact that he's just kind of a Peter Pan that's never going to grow up. Yes. Yes. But um, my opinion of Matul has changed dramatically since the revelation of him cheating on her. But like, I feel like the more we see of them, the more I'm like, My tool sucks. Like, there's a oh. reason why Tool's at the end of his name. Like, uh, yeah, no, he fucking sucks. Any man that would comment on food the way she like—that's diabetes. I forgot. No, yeah, that's. She's diabetes. like, but I want no, it. No, no. Also, I feel like maybe because he's a doctor, he's like talking like that. But like, I also it's like, I like. So, side note: I work in healthcare, and by no means a uh, clinician or anything like that, but majority of the people that I interact with will talk about how like nurses and doctors are some of the most unhealthy people own like strictly because like the demands of their job, literally hand like lives are in their hands, but they work super long shifts. So it's not like it's easy to go work out and eat healthy and do all these things. So it was just funny. Like, I feel like he's going to be one of those people's like, I'm a doctor. I see the effects of this. That's why I eat so healthy. Um, but yeah, he's, I don't know. I, I he's, he's a awful. He's a douche and watching Naomi, I'm like, Okay, I'm not saying Craig is, like, a perfect human being by any means, because he definitely has his flaws. But watching Naomi just kind of, like, take that from a tool really upset me. I would be like, uh, I'm going to eat this, and I'm going to enjoy it, I, and yeah. just leave me alone. His like, it's whole, my like, decision. And she's like, so basically, I'm girlfriend of the year. And he's like, no, that's being a normal girlfriend. Welcome to an adult relationship. It was so condescending. I would have been, like, I really think I would have been like, fuck you. I'm a good girlfriend, you could at least acknowledge that, and I've been in adult relationships, maybe with immature men, but the way you've behaved in the last five minutes, I don't know if I would say you're the most mature either yeah i am curious to see if she's probably going to get a lot of questions about that at the reunion. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to come up i hope I hope in some way they, they like there's something that ties back to the fact that like maybe Craig was right and they're really not that happy, but that will probably be like two seasons from now um, yeah t- when she's engaged. But speaking of Craig and Naomi, I'm sure every woman's heart broke. I mean, Craig is like, I think in a previous life, he was like a debutante, like <laughs> kind from of a proper little lady. But, uh, and I feel like he was like a petite little woman back in his day, like a Cameron. <laughs> but, um, he. I just see picture him with like a little bonnet. Yeah. Like Sam. <laughs> but the fact that he made a pillow and embroidered it for their daughter Penelope. Penelope. For her teeth it was supposed to be her teeth fairy pillow which those are actually like really cute I actually if I had a daughter I'd, I would definitely get one of those little pillows I think it's a little we did think about that Um but I mean like it really broke my heart but it also like a little insight I mean you'd be pretty serious if you have agreed upon kids names to the point that you like embroidered a pillow oh yeah and knowing Craig too I can see it going two ways like yes I do think their relationship was super super serious but I could also see him like Taking them like having like a drunken chat about baby names, and then all of a sudden like showing up with a pillow. Yeah, like I could see it. I could see it going that way too. But it was super super sad. And I mean, whoever ends up with Craig, I guess you have that to look forward to. Is pillows for your kids, all the pillows. I mean, he tried to make that teddy bear for Palmer. Like I think he truly yeah. is very sentimental. And his friend that was on there, I forgot his name, but I feel like now we have an idea of how sewing down south happened. Yes. Like this friend being like his investor and kind of. And basically was like, I'm going to connect you with someone who did like um, retail merchandising and like, how, like they're going to let you produce these pillows quicker. And yeah, it's all clicking. Um, I wonder if something's going to happen to Anna Hayward when he starts working with his friend. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I guess I'll have more money to pay her.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. And then we have that most awkward lunch with Whitney and or breakfast. I don't even know if it was lunch, I, but I don't know. Like I mean, they, Whitney and Catherine they ordered juice. I'm like, I don't even know if this was a meal, but okay. One, I give her props for just bringing it up. I don't, I think I would have sent it in a text and just been like, Hey, I slept and told people we hooked up. I don't know why you're denying it, but it, it's like really uncomfortable. But she I, said it face to face. Which I think is awesome, and I feel like Catherine has learned over the years on being TV. like, she wants to catch him in the lie on camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, knowing that, like, she could have had it in the text, and it's much easier to deny, like, a text for some reason. Like, I feel like we see it all the time in reunions, even though it's all there. But I feel like with Whitney, she knows that it's probably better to confront him and get it on tape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he kind of, I like, what do you say, difference of a not difference of opinion, but like uh different recollection of events or something. Yeah. And then he said, I'm flattered, which was the weirdest part of it all to me. Yeah. He's bizarre. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, really I've always thought he was weird. Um, I, yeah, it was really it was weird. Really weird. I, there were like a couple of cringeworthy moments. I, I felt extremely uncomfortable too. Then Austin goes to dinner with his parents. Um, I also backing up though. I do love how Kate from below deck, um, uh, tweeted, it must be awesome to be able to have dinner with your investors and parents at the same time. <laughs> it was making, is amazing. Her tweets are, if you don't follow her on social media, you've got to follow her on like Twitter at the very least. Her Instagram is hilarious too, but her tweets, she literally like watches the shows and just live tweets her thoughts. And they're so funny. And it's Kate Chastain from Below Deck. Um, And even if you don't like Below Deck, you would love, like, I mean, and you watch other Bravo shows, her sense of humor, you would love. It's great. Um, But Austin then was talking to his, so it's like, he kind of has these, like, moments where he's, like, reflecting back on going on ski trips with his sister who passed away at the age of 10 in a very tragic accident. But um, then he starts asking his parents about the weed dinner. It was weird. (laughs) And I, why would you <laughs> sprinkle weed on pasta? We saw a clip for that. I don't get it. Like, just so you, like, relax? I mean, it's not going to taste good. I mean, I don't know. I would try it, though. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just I curious. Would've... Yeah, I'm like... I would have no idea. I feel like, it was, for me, it would be one of those things I would do better with not knowing, like, if it was on yeah, there. Yeah, And then, like, an hour later, someone told me. But, yeah, I don't know. It w- It was strange. It was really strange. But so then it's the crew heading to... Steamboat for, I mean, that was a pretty long travel day. Um, a long travel day. And as Dang. you see. They're like normal. Like us. Yeah. I mean, they normal woke up folk. at five and they, you know, so it's not like they had a private jet that just got them right to um, Steamboat. They then had to take a a really nice like chartered bus. But I think not only just like us with a long day of travel, they're just like us where when they're tired and probably a little hungry, they get cranky. And there was oh a lot gosh. of cranky going on.
0: A lot
1: of cranky from Craig. I mean, I think Cam summed it up perfectly that he was like a toddler having a tantrum. I mean, anyone who has a toddler was like, the things that he was like saying and doing and just getting like so mad for no reason, it's like having flashbacks to like last weekend with my son. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was uh, very, very accurate. I mean, I feel like I wanted to say, and this isn't the right one, but like hands are not for hitting, feet are not for kicking. Yeah. You know, Craig, stop. And then I love how then she stop. ended up getting back on the bus with them and she goes on first and she's like, No one say anything to him. Like whispers no. it. No. I was but nine, can we talk about Chelsea? Dude, she went in hard. And it was pretty oh awesome. Oh my god. She it was amazing. Best line is I have a bigger dick than you. Oh my God. What did she say? You have a vagina? Like she just he's like you, she said something like you better check your pants right now for our vagina a vagina because you're yeah. being a pussy. And then she sat down and goes, you Got a bigger dick than you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's great. She's good. And I don't know why I always want to call it like Chelsea man fights because the man changes. But oh. she was like that with Thomas. Like, That's she, true. She is a sharp, sharp little thing. I like her. I like her a lot. And then we see Austin and Madison Rio Night and like this weird like, I felt like it was like bring it on. You remember when bring it on when they talk about eye fucking. Yeah. And they're like eyeing each other. But like. Everyone's watching, so they feel like they can't really talk. Uh, it was really weird. Like, they, they just kept hugging each other. He's like, bring it in for another one. And then they were just awkwardly laughing. To the point where I'm like, did you guys, like, hook up on the plane? It was so weird. So weird. And actually, um, Austin, it came out today that Austin and Madison, I don't know if they hooked up, but they um, slept in the same bed or something like that. Oh. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. It was an us magazine. Um, yeah. We'll find it and post it to stories. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll post it to stories. I also, my favorite part of the trip was the fact that they all, well, not all, I shouldn't say all because that would be very damaging. Um, Catherine did not go into the weed store. There was a weed store. They were all excited to go into it. Chelsea, Craig and Austin were like all over getting a bunch of like joints and edibles. And you could tell that, um, Shep, I'm sorry, not Craig. Shep was super, super high at dinner. Like, oh, his my eyes God. barely keep open. So high. I personally prefer high Mauricio. Same. Mainly, I think because I just don't care for Shep, but he was so high, and the amount of food that they ordered was really comical. I will say, I am, I am surprised no one said anything to Catherine, or at least that we know of. Um, yeah, I well, I feel like it was like it was a little insensitive. I think like first I would have said. I think like Austin or one of them should have asked her before they went, Hey, marijuana is legal in Colorado. We fully intend on going to one of the shops. It'd be easier if we could do it on the way um, to the house. If that makes you uncomfortable, we'll take an Uber when we get to steamboat and go somewhere else. You know, like I just felt like they should have at least given her the option because she, you could tell she felt really uncomfortable even being near it. Well, and especially with everything with, Everything that's going on with Thomas and yeah. she's been watched like a hawk, literally, I, I think they could have at least said something. Like what you said was like the perfect way to handle that. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it would have been poor TV. Um, but I, know. I think this trip is going to be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what next week brings. I definitely think that we are going to see Austin and Madison hook up. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more fights from people. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of like, I just feel like stuff's going to come out on this trip. Agreed. And that kind of brings us to our shout-out, which we're going to give our shout-out this week to Gretchen Rossi. Um, yes. She just gave birth to a baby girl. Her name is Skylar Gray Smiley. Um, she did have a C-section, and uh, she had a really – it seemed that sounds like a difficult delivery, and she's, you know – thrown into this world of motherhood that we love and it's it's quite a ride a ride that I feel like you'd never get off um it never through the ups and <laughs> yeah. through the ups and down but we're just so happy for her and she looked uh you guys got to go check it out on her Instagram even if you're not a Gretchen fan she still looks gorgeous I mean I wouldn't expect her not to be dolled oh, yeah. up she's the mom who like got her hair and makeup done Well, and and she knew she was going to have a C-section. So the, um, the day before she posted saying that, you know, her and Slade and the doctors talked and the best thing is going to be a C-section. Um, she didn't really go into why, which I I mean, I don't think it's anyone's business. And if she wants to share it later, she should. Um, but she kind of talked about how she was a little bit upset for it to be a C-section. Um. And I know, I mean, you know, Vanessa, you had one unexpectedly and I think I did, I have not had a C-section delivery, but I think for those that, um, when it's not expected or planned, it's like sort of like this, like sense of like. Failure in a way. Yeah, no, for sure. I had this feeling, and mine wasn't an emergency. So let me uh, say that I did have I did have to have one. But what I'll say is, there's some weird thing when you're a mom, and especially when you're pregnant, you think about the labor, and a lot most of the time you're thinking I'm going to deliver vaginally. It doesn't even cross your mind. It didn't cross my mind. It's just speak on my experience that I would maybe would have a C-section. Yeah. So I was like ready to do it. Like I'm like okay, I'm going to push. I'm going to do it all. I'm, I'm scared of the pain, but I'm going to do it. And I think in your mind, you feel like you're, in my mind, I feel like I was weak if I didn't do that. So it was really, really hard for me to wrap my head around. It, it's such a weird thing. And yeah. I know now that I'm not any less of a mom because I right. had a section versus those who had vaginal, like, it's hard no matter what. Recovery's hard. For sure. No matter what. I, I mean, so it's, it's just a weird thing. I do think though, for those, cause I, um, a, a friend of like, so Kevin's friend's wife, um, her baby was breech and would not flip. And she was at, went in for her like 38 and a half week appointment. And I'm like this, at this point, this baby's not flipping. We we're going to have to do a C-section. So she scheduled it and she said she was disappointed, but she's like, I think there's something different when you know, it's like, you're going in and you know, that's the outcome true. versus not knowing. Um, but she said the Very same thing. True. Like she's like, I did my hair and makeup. Cause I was like, I'm going to be in and out in like 15 minutes. Like I'm going to, you know, like, yeah, I'm not gonna be all sweaty and gross. So I guarantee Gretchen had a glam squad and as she should, I feel like if you, if you know and you don't think you're going to be pushing and might not have a long labor, I totally would look really good. Well, and it's like you do you boo. Yeah. It's just, let's just let her do it. I mean, you can make fun of her for it, but just let her do it. Yeah. No, I agree. (laughs) Well, if you like letting us be doing this, this is like terrible segue (laughs) to the end of our show. If you like us, please 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 (laughs) like us please please like us please 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 like us and subscribe and leave us a review if you haven't already we recently got two amazing reviews and we love reading them you guys like seriously it makes our day we share them to our Instagram so if you want to be part of that super cool review club please join (laughs) it (laughs) and follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at Real Moms of Bravo and like I said we're going to have a special bonus episode about Beverly Hills we're
0: going to have a special guest, so be on the lookout for that. We will catch you soon. Everyone loves TV Dad. On the next TV Dad, presented by Progressive, TV Dad meets the prom date. So you're here to take my daughter out, huh? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Now I'm only going to say this once. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Ooh. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say take care of my little girl or something. <laughs> She's a kickboxer. She could take care of herself. <laughs> Listen to your TV dad. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary.